I really do feel like guys who have a lot of one night stands, they really just don't care if you come or not. And like, then you just feel like you wasted like a whole night, you know, like courting this gentleman, bringing him to your quarters and then nothing. Dickie, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder if your finger broken. Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never Hello, my family. I'm your host, Nikki Levy, and welcome back to Don't Tell My Mother, where awesome humans tell true stories they'd never want their moms to know. And then they tell their moms. Because life is short and honesty feels good. We have an amazing guest today. She is starring in India Sweets and Spices, premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival on June 12th. And she's starring in the film Uncharted, opposite sexy Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, premiering next year. But you guys already know her because she plays Fatten in the hit Amazon series, The Wilds. Sophia Ali is here. She's coming to us from across the globe with a hilarious story about condoms and what happens when your mother teaches you how to use them. Guys, here's Sophia Ali right after this. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, Sophia. Hi. We fucked up on the time change, didn't we? Oh, man. No, I I didn't think about it. No one thought about it. You know what? It's no one's fault. It's my fault. Nothing's your fault. Where are you coming from since since nobody's coming from L.A. anymore? I am in Sydney right now. Oh, my God. You're down under. What are you doing in Sydney? I'm shooting the wilds. You're shooting the wilds. The sequel. The sequel. <laughs> the second season. I'm so excited, though. I'm, I'm really, really, really excited. The Wilds, for anyone who doesn't know, it's like, I kind of think of it as like a feminist lost meets uh, like Gossip Girl or Pretty Little Liars, maybe. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. This show is so fun. And you play this teenager named Fatten. Yes. Fatten is Muslim. She loves sex. Mm-hmm. She loves sexy clothes. She doesn't like to get her hands dirty. Mm-mm. Is this anything like Sophia or a complete fabrication? This is the thing about Fatten is that she doesn't like to be uncomfortable. And um, I've adopted that into my life. And I feel like Fatten's taught me that, you know, to do what I want more. <laughs> We should all do a little more of what we actually want and what's actually comfortable to us. Hell yeah. 
Well, the show is super angsty and, you know, emotional. Were you like that as a teenager? Like pretty like, you know, emotions everywhere, all that stuff. Yeah, I was super, super emotional. Everything like hit me hard. Yeah. Um, But I also feel like there was a lot of times where I had to be very like adult um, when I didn't want to be, you know? Like what? I don't know. It's sort of hard to say. Like I have, I'm, I'm, I'm the oldest child. Mm-hmm. I have two younger brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously my parents were around, but I still feel like I had to take care of them in a lot of ways. And totally. I still do. And I think that like, yeah, I don't figure out how to like compartmentalize. What's an example of how you've, you know, compartmentalized something? I did this thing one time when I was on set and I realized this is sort of like a verbalized version of what I do normally when I compartmentalize, yeah. um, like something really bad happened. I found out some like really awful news and I was like really, really distraught. Like I was in my trailer crying and they were knocking and they were like, we got to go. And I was like, okay. And then I showed up and I, I told the AD like the second I got out of the car, I was like, this happened. And she was like, I'm so sorry. They need you on set. Like that was her. And I realized, you know, like you're just doing your job, you know, like it's not that you don't care about me. It's not that, you know, we're not friends. We're coworkers, you know, and we're here to do a job. You're there to work, right? In my mind, I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? Because what we were about to shoot was like a funny scene. Was this on the wild or something? Yeah, it was just on the wild. Um, And so I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do this thing because this is important to me. Both of these things are important to me. Yes. And so I'm going to take, I'm going to take this feeling that I have and I'm just going to like pretend that it's like tangible, that I can like touch it. And then I'm just going to like put it in my bed and like leave it there. Like in my mind, I like put it back in my bed. Like a little puppy. Home. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can tug it in. Like it's safe. It's sound. It's Happy, it's good. Yes, yes. I'm just going to leave it there until I get home and get to bed. And then I can, like, feel it. Do you remember what scene that was that you were shooting? It was the scene where I was, like, emceeing Rain and Helena's fight, Nora and Rachel. Oh, yes. Is that when you were holding a toothbrush? Were you emceeing it yes. with a toothbrush? Okay. Yes. I mean, you've been acting for a really long time. So this is kind yeah. of probably second nature to you. That's where I feel like I've had to act like an adult, I think. Because when I was younger, when I was eight, you know, like I was doing Barney and like little commercials you and stuff Barney. like that. And like, I did Barney and like, <laughs> I feel like there was a lot of times when, you know, I would be dealing with adults and they wouldn't know how to communicate with me. Yes. Um, and so I think that that's probably why, Yeah. It makes sense. You got into Hollywood really young. Yeah. Your parents let you do it. Tell me what they were like. What were your parents like when you were growing up? My Both my parents were so opposite in every way. Like, because my dad is, it's funny because my dad's not even Muslim. He grew up Muslim, but yeah. he's not, he doesn't practice it anymore, you know? And, okay. and he, he lived a very, like, not a typical Muslim's life, you know? Like, he went to school in America. He went to college in America in okay. Minnesota. That's how he met my mom. But he was a partier, you know? He was not He was not religious. But my dad was like, you know, he wanted me to be an engineer or a doctor. Interesting, or, yeah. And my mom was very, like, 
she's very spiritual, you know, so she's just like loves, you know, anything to do with um, the like outside of reality kind of thing. And like, that's what acting seemed like to my parents. They were like, okay, this is a cool like dream. Yeah that you have, but this isn't a reality. Um, but my mom did a lot of entertaining that and, and then it sort of became one over time. How did she help you in your career at the beginning? Oh my God. She like would drive me to all my auditions, you know, um, she was learning as well as I was. So, you know, like Mm. there was, there was things that she didn't know what to do. She figured it out. She like, you know, asked the right people, found the right people to sort of like mentor her and me in, in a way. And um, and somehow she didn't become like a momager. Yeah, you know? I'm kind of shocked. I know, me too. I, I, I like saw it with so many of my friends' parents. Like yeah. they were child actors. Like eventually the moms would just be like wanting to control every aspect of their career and thinking that they even like deserve it, you know, but my mom's never been like that. Did she ever try? No. Mm -mm. No. No. It's funny because after watching the wilds, I did a Sophia Ali deep dive on Google and ended up watching your entire season arc as Dr. Kadri on Grey's Anatomy. Oh man. And I felt like that was kind of like a pivotal role that you played as like this Middle Eastern woman, Middle Eastern doctor, Muslim woman, Muslim doctor. Tell me about it. You know, it's funny because that's sort of been my struggle with acting so much. Like, I struggled with this, like, vanity aspect of it for so long. Like, people sort of really emphasizing the way that you looked. And um, I wanted it to be more than that. I wanted it to be more important than that Mm -hmm. to me. And representation was something that was more important, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, cool. Like, I can stand for this now. This is something that is bad is bigger than myself and so now I don't feel so narcissistic (laughs) trying to be an actor you know and it's been so awesome to be able to represent because obviously like my family is Muslim you know I grew up in that environment and I understand the struggles that they went through I went through the same ones not even being Muslim you know what I mean like right but being raised by someone right but also just looking like it like you know I have dark features I have dark hair you don't you don't see me and think a white person you think like oh she's something else and then like it's something that you don't really understand and like so much of wanting to be a representation is sort of like wanting to be a representation of myself like yes when I played Dr. Kadri, I was like okay I'm gonna play this person who wears a hijab but she's just gonna be like a like me you know Absolutely. Like, she's just going to be a chill, down-ass, like, type person. Mm -hmm. And then people are going to be like, oh, okay, like, this person wears a headdress, but she's just like like me. Absolutely. And I think that that's, like, a common misconception, you know? People think that, like, every Muslim person is the same. And that they're very, like, confined or restricted by whatever, like, moral values or uh, faith-based values. and yeah. I think that it's important to remember that regardless of who we are, there's always going to be those qualms between, you know, what we believe and what we want or or what um, we value and what, you know, our desires. Totally. Well, speaking of desires, 
you're going to tell a story. Oh, yeah. Let's get there. <laughs> the story you're going to tell is about coming of age, sex, Malibu, California. Sophia, tell me everything. This is a story about the time my mom showed me how to use a condom. And then I used that box of condoms. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So I was 14. My friends had a birthday party. They got a beach house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were having like a co-ed slumber party. Um, and their parents were there. So it was it was innocent. Enough. <laughs> sort of. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, my mom, you know, she she drove me there and... It was like an hour drive and she decided like, okay, this is your first co-ed sleepover. It's time for like <laughs> the sex talk. Like, let's do the birds and the bees. <laughs> yep. And um, she pulled out a box of condoms. And and you know what's actually really funny that I remember is they were labeled like by the size, like small, medium, large. Stop. Which I think is so funny. Like... I don't know if they still do this, but imagine like you're about to have sex. You don't know what the guy's dick looks like. Horrible. And you're like, okay, got a question for you. Oh my God. (laughs) Should I, what kind of, what size condom should I pull out? You're like door number one, number two, or number slice (laughs) me in half. Yeah. And if they don't say large, then they're like, they're going to say large regardless of what size they are. Of course. And then it'll like fall off. Yeah. And then you're just like, um, I'm sorry. I think you, I think you're a small. I, even at 14 was like, this is hilarious. And she showed me how to use it on the stick shift, on the gear shift. This is amazing. Uh On like the. And, and she was like, okay, you pinch what? the top, you know, like so that the air comes out. And then she like, slid it down. And then she like left it there for the duration of the drive to like it was some sort of like example of. And it made me like not want to. You know what I mean? Like I was like looking at this condom like on this gear shift. And I was just like, this isn't like attractive. You know what I mean? Like this isn't like. This looks like a creepy, weird ghost. Yeah, and that was probably her point. Your mom is doing aversion therapy 101. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I just watched my mom like fondle the gear. And for some reason now I don't want to have sex. And I wasn't planning on it. Like I was not planning on it at all. I was 14. I mean, guys weren't even on my radar. No one was on my radar. I was just like, doing my thing. And and when I got there, like, I was so excited to, to like, tell my friends this story because I thought it was so funny. But I didn't use them and then um, kept them for 
years and years and years. And then when I was 19, um, I mean, I, I had had sex before, like by the time I was seven, I think I lost my virginity when I was 17 and right. I was in a relationship and it was like very sweet. And um, we never used these condoms probably because like we had better ones. <laughs> Cause like, cause these were like, got them. you're like, I'm like, yeah. these. But they were also like old, you know, they were, they were several years old at that point. So I'm 19, you know, like recently single. I had seen this guy at a party that I worked with before on another job. And um, we had this like flirty thing, but he had a girlfriend at the time. So it wasn't ever real. And then when I saw him, they had broken up recently. And so we were both like, very new to the dating game, you know, mm-hmm. but we knew we were in, in, into each other. And so then like, you know, I took him back home with me mm-hmm. and um, we were like about to have sex. And then I was like, do you have a condom? And he was like, no. And I was like, how, why, how do you not have a condom? You're a dude. Like, how do you not have a condom? But I had that box, like the only oh thing God. that I had was that box that my mom gave me when I was 14. And <laughs> I just, like, without even asking, pulled out the large. Um, You're like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be hopeful. Literally, like, the first one we put, put on just pops. Like, oh, no. Done. And we're like, this is this is wasted effort. And then I think we went through, like, the whole box <laughs> until, like, there was one left. Oh, God. And I was like, I almost want to save this for, like, memory, you know? Like, I don't yeah. want to use this whole box because it's the first box that I've ever had of condoms. Like, like I don't know memento. why this is significant. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. Um, and I know it's not going to work, you know? <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, cool, we tried, didn't work out. <laughs> like, <laughs> some of them we would get on. And it was actually so funny because it was, like, this, like— game of like frustration like we probably put on like 10 condoms trying to get it to work and like it would go on pop or it would like go oh. on and like slide off oh. like it was like a bar of soap oh my god <laughs> in the shower you know what I mean like swoop. yes yes um, or like it would get on and we would like finally get it on we'd be like yeah 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 and then we would like start having sex and then like the second we would like start having sex pop and it'll be oh. like okay well not getting pregnant, you know? Yeah, um, no, 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 not worth it. And so then, like, I'm ready. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to call it a night. This is, we're good. We tried, didn't work out, whatever. Right. And he's like, is there a grocery store around here? And I was oh, my like, God. Yeah, yeah, man, there's a Vons, <laughs> you know? So he walks to Vons. And <sighs> at this point, like, he's gone for so long that I'm, like, hoping that he just went home, you know? Yeah, the moment has passed. Like, I start doing dishes. Like, I start doing the fucking dishes, you know? Like, he comes comes back, and I'm like, oh, we're still doing this. Oh, my God. Okay. And so then, and now I'm like, at this point, it's just this guy and his dick because, and I was so new to the whole, like, this was the first time I think I would, I had casual sex with anyone, you know? Okay, okay. So, like, I wasn't sure even if he had a big dick relatively, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I hadn't been with very many men at that point. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just had, like, a massive dick. He got, like, a <laughs> box of Trojans, like, a a big, huge, like, pack of Trojans. There was, like, 20 condoms in there. And we ripped through what? all of those. You had... All of them. 
Can you just explain this to me, please? I'm clearly not having enough sex in quarantine. Please explain this to me. Like, I don't I don't think he ever used them. Like, and it wasn't like I didn't know how to put on a condom. Obviously, I knew how to put on a condom. Yeah, My mom learned. taught me when I was 14. <laughs> exactly. And like, I, I had a boyfriend for like three years and we always used a condom, you know, like, yes, I mean, he granted he would put it on most of the time. I don't think I ever was the person who, who did it, who like dressed the dick. Right. Um, but, um, dressed the dick. (laughs) But like this time I was like, let me, you know, let me try. Just let me try. Cause like, clearly you're not doing something right. Yeah. My mother taught me. Yeah. And like, these would last a little bit longer, but they would still just break. And then, like, my bed broke. We were, like, going at it so much. And I had had the bed, like, propped up just on the bed frame, you know? Like, it wasn't, like, properly secured. So it just, like, slid into the bed frame. Like, we're, like, we're, like, having sex. We're, like, humping. And then, boom, it just, like, sinks down to the The floor. And I'm just, like, okay, this is, yeah, the mattress. And I'm, like, this is, like... Those sex gods are telling us this isn't going to work out. Like, there's something. and But he was so determined, man. He, like, got off the bed, like, got these, like, wooden planks that I had and, like, secured the bed into the frame. And this is, like, hours now. And I'm, like, it's, like, 2 a.m. He's, like, nailing you and then nailing the bed. Yeah, exactly. This guy has focus. He was, like, determined. And I think that, like, in his mind, he was, like, no, this is, like, something that I want to do. And, like, I'm just not going to, like, leave here without doing it. Um, I I don't know if I respect or fear this guy. But it's definitely one or the other. Or both. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I know. I know. And I think that like, he just didn't understand, like, because if you think about it now, now I've had enough casual sex to know like how much, how really invested these guys are. And they're not, they're not invested at all. Like they really, they don't care whether they come. They don't care whether you come. They really don't. They think they're just like doing it and then like, bye. And that's fine with me. I mean, no, it's not. I'd rather a guy care that I, that I came, but. Yep. That's the um, very least they can do. But that's the whole, like, trial and error type thing. Like, you, you try it out, it doesn't work, then you, like, move on. Yeah. If it does, then you stay, and, you know? And it's a good test, you know? Are yeah. you invested in my pleasure? And yeah, and I think that that was his mentality because he had been in such a long-term relationship that it was like, wow. well, no, like, we just do keep trying until it happens. Like, I'm not just going to give up. So he wanted you to orgasm as much as he wanted to. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Can I just ask you, because I would be chafed at this point. Were you even turned on anymore or were you just like, no, I want to no, go to sleep? Oh, no, my vagina. And like this guy, this guy had a massive penis. You know this. Like I already, <laughs> and, 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 there was one point where I was just like, okay, look, you know what? I respect your tenacity, but like, I cannot receive you anymore. Oh like, God. He was just like, all right. And then he left and then like, he took his box of condoms, you know, like. I don't know how many we ripped through, but a lot of them. I think he was only, he only had like five left. Um, and uh, we never had sex again. <laughs> I mean, look, this guy sounds like he makes a good boyfriend. He really gives it the college try. Well, he's like, I don't know if he's married, but he has a kid now. Yes, I'm sure he does. With his girl. <laughs> 
that he was with before when we met. Yeah, I'm sure. So he got back with the woman? Uh, so he got back together. Yeah, he got to back together with his ex. Damn. And like, they're like super happy now. And I'm, I'm super happy for them. I mean, she's a bigger man than I, so to speak. <laughs> do you still have the final condom or the box? I do still have the final <gasps> condom. Do I still have, do I have it? Did I bring it? Did you bring it to Australia? Let me see. Because I have this box of sex things. I'm going to drop dead if you have this condom from like, I don't even know, like Y2K. Oh my God. Oh my God. Because like, look, I also have these like. Uh, Sophia is legit rummaging through a sex box right now. I do have it. Sophia, are you serious? I ha- yes. What? That looks like 112 years old. Right? And it's like Dude. green and like. That's crazy. What brand is that? And- I don't even recognize it. Right? Like some random brand. And then I have like all of these like gels for like, like this, um, <laughs> literal jolt gel. This is for masturbating. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, it's great. It's so great. I just love that you have this. And by the way, apropos of nothing, sometimes it's just better to masturbate than have to like bring someone else in. And then you're just like, oh, it's so much work and you have to clean up. And it's like a lot. I've definitely learned that over the days. Like it's just way easier to masturbate than plus like I I really do feel like guys who who are very who have a lot of one night stands. They really just don't care if you come or not. And like then you just feel like you wasted like a whole night, you know, like courting this gentleman and then, like, bringing him to your quarters. and your quarters. Then, yeah, and, like, nothing. Then it's you still waste. end up having to, like, masturbate at the end. If you want to get the job done right, do it yourself. Yeah. Does your mother, do you think your mother remembers that she gave you this box of condoms when you were 14 years old? I have no idea. We've never talked about it. Would you see if she remembered it? Would you be open yeah, to Yeah, I would love to see if she remembers it. Let's call your mother. Hi. Hi. Hi, Mom. How's it going? Hi, Mom. Hi. What should I call you? Brooke. Hi, Brooke. <laughs> Hi. How are you guys? How's it going? Good. Did you see my text I sent you earlier? No. What is this? Sophia's journal? Yeah. Oh, no. It's from 2004. What? Oh, my God. What is it? Like, I don't even remember this. It is the cutest thing. Mom, this is embarrassing. <laughs> What is it? What is it? It's your journal. You had to write in, I think, almost every day for school. Oh. Are you reading Sophia's journal? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but it was she was it was from 2004. So she was like eight. And how long have you held on to this secret journal? <laughs> I was just cleaning out some cupboards. <laughs> This is perfect because I told just, I just told like the, like the dirtiest story. Now she's like, I'm holding this journal of yours when you were eight years old. Like how sweet and I'm dead. Pure. I'm dead. Stories in it. I'm like, wow. Mom, Sophia told me a story today (laughs) that I don't know if you, if you remember this part of her birds and the bees education. Mom, do you remember? When I had that like birthday party at the beach um, and it was co-ed and you were like, I'm going to show you how to use a condom. And you like showed me how to use it on like 
the gear shift of the car when you were like on, driving me to the birthday party. I vaguely remember that. That. <laughs> oh my god. That sounds. It's so typical. Of something I would do too. Just like. And you were like, you were like, I. You have to pinch the top. Yes. You, you, were, you were literally like on the shit on like the gear shift. You had to pinch the top and like slide it down. Yes. You remember that? Did I scar you for life? No, no, no. <laughs> I think you helped her for life. Yeah, you did. You did. You helped. Well, I mean, not that much, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> what was your like thinking when you decided to show her that? Was it to be for her to be safe? Was it? What, what was your, do you remember what you were thinking about? I think that it's just important to not be uncomfortable about talking about stuff like that. And I just mm. wanted her to always feel like she could go to me for anything. I'd much rather her be safe, you know, and know what to do rather than be caught somewhere not knowing, you know, how to deal with it. I think that's very cool. <laughs> did you ever tell your mother any time that you, like the first time you had sex, did you share that with your mom or no? Um... Talking to her about sex has never been, like, a thing. Mm. Even if I told her about, like, the first time. I'm sure I did, but, like, it's not something that yeah. would stick out in my brain, you know? Did I? Yeah. Yeah, I remember finding, like, a bunch of condoms that I hadn't given. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, okay, I guess that's happening now. Oh, my God. <gasps> the ones you gave her, though. That's the question. <laughs> huge box. <laughs> Brooke. Well, Brooke, do you know that Sophia still has the final condom from the box you gave her oh when she was fourteen? Oh my gosh! Please show your mother. What? It's cra- it's just crazy. Are you kidding me? Because she loves you. Because she loves you. Is it cracked? It's nasty. It's like it's like so not. It's just like discolored and like. Oh my gosh! It's like some random brand too. Like I don't remember where I got those. Mom, they were labeled. Like they're like labeled, <laughs> small, medium, oh. Uh, expired. Oh yeah, these are expired. Oh well, God, yes. I wonder how long they actually last. Oh yeah, they don't last. Look, <laughs> <laughs> how did you? learn to be so open as a parent? Is this something that you learned from your own mother? Is this the opposite of what you learned? It's the opposite, really. Okay. I mean, my mom was a nurse, so she was never prude about anything, really. But I just always, I don't know, I always felt like I wanted to be transparent with my kids and, and just that they could say anything, we could talk about anything. Like when Sophia was born, my nephews both wanted to be doctors. And so I said, oh, you guys should come for the birth. And so we got a room that had a hot tub in it. What? Amazing. My nephew sat in the hot tub and watched the birth. Well, I don't like they didn't last the whole time because I think it was so traumatic. <laughs> <on them. laughs> neither of them have become doctors. My mom, my mom does a really good job at like ending sort of like the childhood like mm, this is nice because I wonder what it's like like what how, how else has she done that when she was showing me how to use a condom yes. like I described earlier I was like it didn't it made me like not want to have sex because I'm like staring at this like dressed like gear shift and like this is not like an attractive yeah image you know what I mean like Definitely. Like it, it just made sex not like a 
interesting thing. I want to try it and see what it's about, you know? Yeah, it's like it's like mom approved. So it's no longer yes, like bad. Exactly. And cool. Well, I like to end every show with my guest and their mom saying what they love most about each other. I'm sure there are many things. But Sophia, what do you love most about mom? And then mom, what do you oh, love man. most about Sophia? The thing that I love most about my mom is that there's like no limit to what she's capable of, you know, like wow. she's reached like so many walls and blockades in her life and obstacles. And I feel like, you know, as, as much as it's frustrating, like in the moment, you know, she's very much like, I'm going to build a bridge or I'm going to build a ladder and I'm going to like figure out how to, how to get over it. Mm-hmm. Resourceful and strong. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also just this belief that like, there's, there's nothing that's inhibiting her. Damn. What about you, mom? What do you love most? The thing that I love the most about Sophia is her honesty and her loyalty. Like she's really loyal to people that she loves. And to condoms, apparently. (laughs) I love that you guys came on together. Thank you for having us. Oh my God. Brooke, you're wonderful. Thank you for hanging with us from Dallas. Sophia, thank you for hanging with us from Australia. Oh, man. In the future. Anytime. Will you guys take us out? If it's not one thing, it's it's your mother. mother. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, friends. If you like us, subscribe to Don't Tell My Mother on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a review and a rating. We live for your validation. Seriously, we are wounded people pleasers who did not get enough love from our parents. Follow us on Instagram at Don't Tell My Mother and at Nikki Levy for fun things and love in between episodes. Have a great week. And remember, our moms push our buttons because they're the ones who installed them. Be good to yourselves. Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discount Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoft. Co-producer, Andrew Condon. Mixed and edited by Donovan Bullen. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. Distributed by Acast. Now go call your mothers. Just don't, just don't. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.